and welcome to Wherever You May Be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo, and joining me today is Charlie Skillen, of course, and Chris. Chris is your second cap. How are you feeling about that? I know, exciting. Got the recall. <laughs> um, yeah, nice to be in the squad, on the plane. In the squad, you, yeah, you've made you've made the trip right. Okay, so first up, <laughs> Obviously, we get we like to get fans' tweets in, and I tweeted last night asking people to send in their thoughts. Really, I didn't want to talk about the game because it was genuinely one of the most boring games of football I've ever watched. But Chelsea Tweets has tweeted in saying, what were your thoughts on tonight? So, Charlie, what did you make of yesterday, if there's anything to read into? Um, I was a bit, was very disappointed with how we played. I thought Barnsley were the better side. Um... I thought that we didn't give anywhere near enough kind of um, bite in the tackle or anything like that. I, I, I don't think we were ready for the way Barnsley played. Um, the pitch didn't help us, but I was mainly disappointed with some of our players like Hakim Zayic and Christian Pulisic, who in that company should be absolutely tearing that game apart. And they were both really, really poor. Um, some of the kids played very well, but I think more of our, our kind of more senior players um, didn't really cover themselves in glory on what should have been a very routine win. I mean, Hakim's the ex-body language to me, like, stood out. He just looked so frustrated. On the flip side of that, I completely agree with you. Those players should be standing up. But for the likes of Billy Gilmore, Chris, who I thought had a really good game, um, Kurt Zuma coming in looked pretty solid. Um, it was a chance for them. and and. And do you think they've given Tuchel uh, like a problem now? Or do you think it's still sort of the, the performances that they'll be getting in the FA Cup, but not perhaps the Premier League? Um, I think Zuma is definitely in a position where he can apply pressure to uh, Antonio Rudiger in particular. Um, I don't see Thiago Silva being threatened when fit. Um, Gilmore, he yeah played well, was really tidy, I thought. Um, but he, he probably has a bit more work to do because... Uh, Tuchel, Tuchel, sorry, seems to really like Jorginho and Kovacic as a pair. Um, but yeah, I agree. I thought we really, it, if you look at our squad, we are really lacking that midfielder who, apart from maybe Kovacic, but who's who's kind of physical and bites into tackles and is kind of up for a cup game like that on a on a horrible pitch against um, lower league opposition. Uh, and yeah, a really kind of becoming a bit of concern how poor uh, some of our attacking players are playing. Um, I know Tammy got a tap in, but aside from that, it, it wasn't great viewing. Is this a case now of, you know, when you play away at lower league teams, the pitch isn't great. You know, you sometimes drop down to their level. We saw it with Man City when they played, I can't remember who they played, they played someone in the, they might have been the FA Cup. Newport, or the, I, think I think it was the FA, yeah, Newport. And, for for 80 minutes, Newport were 1-0 up and it took them the last 10 minutes for them to really click into gear. They ended up winning 3-1, I think. But it, it so happens that you just lower your standards a little bit. But should we just be happy that we're through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, we should be, certainly. And, and we are, I suppose. Um, and for, at this stage in the competition, the the aim has to be to win it now. I mean, if... if if we're if we got through to the quarterfinals, then that should really be one of our targets for the season now, and I I think it's uh, I think it would be a good target. Um, we obviously fell one short last year, 
uh, I don't really have any sympathy for kind of teams like Chelsea moaning about having to come down to a level because mm. the the quality we have should outshine that. And more importantly, you know, we get tested physically in the Premier League all the time and we get tested physically in other competitions all the time. And the great teams, particularly great Chelsea teams, have always shown they're ready to mix it up like that. And that is one thing I think we're lacking in this side um, and, and one thing I'd, I'd certainly like to improve. Definitely. Now, Chris, this is, I think this is a really difficult question to answer but uh, because I personally would go as far as saying Chelsea were never right to sack Frank Lampard. But if Chelsea go on and win the FA Cup this year, does that justify sacking Frank Lampard? or not because to me I think Frank Lampard would have won these games the Tottenham one's obviously the big one but you know the Sheffield United's Newcastle's Barnsley I would have expected Lampard to have won those games and go into that tough period that we've got coming up um then ready to judge but would, would, the, would it be right in sacking Lampard if Tuchel goes on and wins the FA Cup or not for you um that is a hard question but I think the answer is still no. I think it has to be, you have to look kind of longer, longer term than that. Um, I think even if Tuchel won, so say we win the FA Cup this year, but don't finish in the top four, I think that's probably curtains for Tuchel. Um, I don't think he survives that. Um, yeah, I, it, that question will be answered probably next <laughs> season, next season if he survives this season, but... I think he'll have to just finish in the top four this season to to get to reach that point. Um, and I also don't think, just considering the standing of the FA Cup, like I, I still love the FA Cup, but I think in the wider picture, it's not held in the same esteem as it once was. And managers won't be hired, fired, or kind of given too many plaudits on that basis. But obviously at Chelsea, um, it's all about kind of winning silverware even when we're not having a great season every every year or every other year that's that's been the trend especially since sort of 2003 um so if we can continue that i think people will kind of start to forgive the the lampard sacking chris just hit sorry olivia chris just hit on something there that has been really annoying me and he, he was bang on he said that it was longer term than that it was the lampard sacking and why it was so uh disheartening and angering was never about three or four games mm. it's about the treatment of the, the club's greatest ever player it's about the overall identity of the club and bringing three different players and and we've seen quite a lot of this recently so like, oh well two calls won three games he was obviously right it's like it's never what it was about and the league's so close that you know three good results here or there was always going to shoot us up or down the table um and I think it was, there's football fans at the minute are so um, reactionary and so unwilling to look at what is a bigger picture and far beyond. Wow, we beat Sheffield United on Saturday. Do you know what I mean? It's the whole situation is far more profound than three points here or there. And Charlie, talking of Sheffield United, we've got quite, the, the draw has been quite nice to us, hasn't it? You know, Sheffield United who are fighting to stay in the Premier League, which I'm sure will be their priority. At Stamford Bridge, we've been given Man City get the easy draw every year. From then, from then to there to be drawn away uh, away at Everton. Um, we've got, yeah, the draw's been nice to us. Would you, you'd bet on us going through to the semis now, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, hundred percent. But look, I bet on us to to win the tournament as long as we can, uh, as long as Everton can do us a favour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, look, that, that that's a that's a good draw for us. And uh, again, you know, I, I I agree that the FA Cup has lost some of its importance, and certainly I don't think the club hierarchy sees it as particularly important. But it is a goal, and it's it's a goal that is perfectly attainable now, particularly with in light of that draw. It's our only chance of silverware this season, if we're being if we're being Absolutely. completely honest. Um, it, so yeah, may as well. Does that mean it. does that mean you don't think we'll win the Champions League? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I can't, I can't mug myself off. I can't mug myself off this early into my into my tenure. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love any bold you know bold claims and bold shouts on this pod, uh, Chris. So feel free. But I also just talking of that. I know it's coming up that that first tie that Atletico Madrid. I know at the moment there's no home advantage. Like there's not really a home advantage. But I think us playing the leg that was supposed to play at the Wanda, uh, like not there at a neutral ground, could work wonders for us. Do you not think that's the case, Chris? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, fingers crossed. Mainly though, because they have to do so much more travelling and kind of in a pandemic and I imagine the, the protocols as a professional player having to having to travel and fly uh, is kind of quite um, tiring in itself so yeah in that sense I think it will help um, aside from that yeah I don't know I, th- I mean that at the same time they are uh, a very good team very mm. well drilled so it's going to be it's going to be tough home in a way I think and they're they're arguably um, having a better season than we are, or maybe probably not any argument about yeah. that. I haven't, I haven't I looked at gonna... the league recently, <laughs> but um... Chris, I think they're I think they're like ten points clear at the top of La Liga. Yeah, especially <laughs> uh, if any arguably about it. Yeah, <laughs> five points clear, two games in hand. So yeah, they're having a better season than we are. So I, I still wouldn't put us anything close to favourites. Um, but it will be it will be it will be a tough one. I quite like being the underdogs, you know, in big Champions League ties, although I'm not looking forward to coming up against Luis Suarez. One of those players that you love him if he's in your team, you absolutely despise him if you've got to play against him. But I've got Thiago Silva's got this. I'm adamant of it. Right, listen, we, we could talk about Atletico Madrid, but first, of course, coming up um, is, is Newcastle, a team actually we've struggled against more, more away from home than at home. We are playing them at Stamford Bridge. Charlie, is this going to be a routine performance for Chelsea? You think no Callum Wilson, their main threat? Three points, you reckon? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think we couldn't be, we couldn't pick a better team to play, really. I mean, they really are kind of on the, you know, held together by bits of string. And uh, <laughs> the whole atmosphere of that club is is kind of rock bottom, as it, as it sometimes tends to be. I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been impressed with um, the way the team is playing at times. Um I think Tuchel has, has kind of uh, brought a bit of um, a, of a new system in and, and a kind of renewed kind of vigour in the way that we play, um, certainly in terms of keeping the ball. Uh, there's still frailties there, but um, I think the form we're in and the form Newcastle are in, I'll, I'll, I'll be shocked if we if we don't get a result. Definitely. And Chris, this, this, if, if we do win this, it'd be four in a row for Tuchel, four wins in a row, but we can't get too ahead of ourselves, can we? Because we did that when Lampard went on that massive unbeaten run and look what happened. So there is much bigger tests to come in the coming weeks than Newcastle at home, isn't there? Yeah, I think um, Tuchel has joined at a time where he's he's got this sort of favourable run of games. Um, that 
apart from Tottenham, obviously that was an improvement. But it, it, yeah, it's quite nice to have this spell to to get certain players back into form. Um, again, Newcastle should provide a good opportunity for Timo Werner to maybe finally get a goal. Um, and yeah, I think it's a nice basis moving into those tougher games coming up. Um, Southampton, Atletico, United, I think it is. Uh, yeah, going into those with a bit of form and a bit of confidence will help us. Um, but yeah, a hopefully convincing victory on Monday. I'd love a I'd love a four nil. I really would. Um, right, this is interesting because we spoke about the Barnsley performance, and I don't think one even one of those players, Billy Gilmore, may be the only exception that actually put forward a good case maybe Kurt Zuma as well, of, of breaking into this first team, especially not Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic like we've spoken about. So do you expect, and, and obviously the midfield is such a massive issue for once in his career ever, N'Golo Kante isn't an obvious first starter under under Thomas Tuchel, which for me is baffling, always will be, because for me when Kante Kante is the first name on the team sheet, one of the, one of the few world-class players we have in that squad. Um Charlie, is he sticking with Jorginho and Kovacic? I can't, I cannot see him making the change. Can you? Uh, no, no, no. To, to, uh, they'll definitely both play. I think the fact that neither of them played last night is even more testament to the fact that they will play on Monday. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it's going to be a game where we have a hell of a lot of the ball as well. So I, I expect that kind of same strategy we've seen deployed against Wolves and Tottenham. Um to, to still be the case. I think Sheffield United actually were the one team that kind of pressured us a little bit and it's why neither of them has as good a game. I thought Jorginho was poor in that game. Um, but I think Newcastle won't offer that test and and so I, I fully expect them both to start and, and obviously Mason Mount ahead of them as well. And, and formation-wise, it's quite a difficult one, Chris, because we saw yesterday Thomas Tuchel starting with a three at the back. It did absolutely nothing for the players that were on the pitch. Switched to a four at the back, and that's where N'Golo Kante dropped back a little bit, and, and he looked he looked more settled and more suited to that role. Um, do you reckon we're going to see a four at the back against Newcastle, or do you reckon he's going to stick with his three at the back? This is annoying, because this is what the one of the questions that I was going to ask Tuchel today in his press conference, but I only got to ask one question, and I asked about Kai Havertz. Um, so I, I don't know what his think his thoughts are to do with formation or whether he's going to switch it up and change it. Or is do you think it's going to just be the formation that he's tried, he's settled with, we've won a few games with, or do you reckon he might switch it up? Um, it's tough to say because I, I imagine the Thiago Silva knock will come into his thinking. I don't. Is it? Do you guys know if he's back? Um, he's not I back. He's not I back. I don't think he will no. be back. No. Yeah, he's not back. Soon. No. Yeah. Yeah. That was the case. Um, therefore, yeah. So I, I don't know if he'll be that keen to tinker, to be honest, and with sort of limited centre back options. Because, um, yeah. But Zuma playing well last night. Maybe he comes in alongside Aspilicueta and, and Rudiger. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I don't think he's going to be too keen to tinker. Hudson, Callum Hudson Miller mm. is playing really well as a as a wing back and as a winger. Uh, and Reese James played well last night after he came on. So I think I think it will be a case for three at the back again. And I think we've all gone for Chelsea wins here. Um, a comfortable. We're at home. We're at Stamford Bridge. So all predicting um, Chelsea to get three points. Um, right, just quickly, we have obviously questions from fans. Um, I actually really love this one. This is my favourite. Andy's tweeted and said, 
Timo shooting boots, wherever they may be. <laughs> oh, <nice laughs> it really, okay. really made me laugh. Um, is this the game, Charlie? Are we hoping that, you know, four at the back, if he could play that, it sort of, we've got more chance to sort of show that attacking talent. But we have yeah, to say, he was he was, was one of the best 15th, players. Yeah. yeah 15th time lucky or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 15th time lucky. But he was, he isn't like, it's, it's not like he's not helping the team because he was, he, he had played a part, got both assists, fantasy assists, obviously, won the penalty, assisted Mason Matska. So he is playing a part, isn't he? No, absolutely. No, he, he, he was he was very, very good um, last time out. And I think if he if he continues in that vein and the team continues kind of playing that system, and I, I, I do think it plays to his strengths. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but the goals will come. And I think that the, mm. the first one will be so crucial. There's no better team to do it against than the Newcastle, who who I don't expect to pose much of a threat, but I'm fully prepared for that, that to be like clipped up and reposted on social media <laughs> when they do us, when they do us 2-0. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, uh, the goals will come, particularly if he um, carries on in the vein that we've seen the, the last game or so. What, what I really liked about Timo Werner's post-match interview after the Sheffield United game um, was he came out and said, they asked him why he wasn't going to be on penalties and that Jorginho was back on them. And he just said, I'm being honest, like, I think I've got to score some proper goals before I start yeah. taking penalties. Yeah, bang on, yeah. And I thought, I thought, it, I just thought he was really great. And he was like, I'm, like, if I carry on working hard, I know the goals will come. I've never had this in my career, so I'm, I'm getting used to it. And I just, I thought the mentality of him was absolutely brilliant. And I think that's what, I've never had any doubt that the goals will come and that he'll make it in the Premier League and he'll sort of pick up that form he had for Leipzig. Um, but I just really, really enjoyed that. Um, Bernan Ali has tweeted, Krish, uh, and says, can Tuchel permanently stick with four at the back? What I want to know is, do you think we've genuinely got the defenders, if Thiago Silva's not in the side, to actually be comfortable with playing four at the back? Uh, no, to be honest, probably not. Um, <laughs> probably one one really really quality options short of that um as we saw against Sheffield United Rudiger you, like, I, I like him as a player but you cannot rely on him game in game out because those mistakes do sneak into his game like that that was a, a really horror blowing goal but thankfully we were playing well enough to kind of warrant um nabbing the lead back um yeah and, and Christensen I've I've still not been convinced by he he feels a bit lightweight for the Premier League. He feels like he'd be an excellent Serie A defender. Um, seems to suit uh, the Bundesliga as well. Obviously, as we've seen with the spells there, but I'm just not sure about him as a as a Premier League centre back. Um, and then obviously, in that third centre back, it's either Thiago Silva who's injured or as Piliqueta kind of gets drafted in, mm. and he kind of he's good there, but he does look his age a bit as Piliqueta sometimes when he's up against a bit of pace. Um, Tuchel seems to love him, doesn't he, Aspilicueta? Which I yeah. think is is key to him playing this system because if you're going to play Aspilicueta, like I think he has to play this system unless yeah, you're dropping Reese James. I mean, look, I, I probably wouldn't play Aspilicueta at yeah. all. I think I think going maybe sort of crisis management three at the back is okay. I think going forward long term, I I certainly don't want to see it for for too long. I don't think it's I don't think it's the best way in which to build. A yeah. kind of positive team. Yeah. Um, I think Chris, you mentioned this before. It's like it's only because you don't rate your centre backs, so you have to play three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and that's 
that's nothing against Aspi as well, because we all know how good he's been for Chelsea. He's been such a servant. He is obviously the captain. Um, but I just think looking forward, Charlie, you're completely right. You know, you've got Reese James there. I just don't think that's necessary. This is quite an interesting question. The final question is from Farzid. Chris, are Jorginho, Kovacic and Mount, we know Mount is, but are Jorginho, Kovacic and Mount the most important players in our team right now? And he's and he's dropped a second part of this question, but I'm going to put that one to you and I'm going to put the second part to Charlie. So are those three the most important players in Chelsea's team right now? Yes, because <laughs> um, as I said at the start, we are just not scoring enough goals from the other areas. Obviously, Jorginho has won us the game the last two games. Oh, sorry, disregarding the last two Premier League games. Um, yeah. And Mason Mount as well, sorry, yeah, uh, with the first goal against Sheffield United. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty clear that we're because we're struggling for goals, from the the front two or three which is also ironically probably their fault because they are not creative enough or not as we were talking about mount Mount last week just this composure with that Mm -hmm. final ball is not quite there at the moment um so yeah sort of by default they are they are because they're the ones uh getting the goals kovacic has just been decent all around probably not Mm. good enough attackively uh attacking wise sorry um so yeah yeah i think i think that is the case and the second part of this question, Charlie, uh, Farzid said or asked. I can feel the anger be- in your voice here. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah, I was, I, I was I'm reading really, this one. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm worried about you reading this out. <laughs> it, is it well I mean I've just spoken about how important I think he is to Chelsea and how he would always be one of the first names on the team sheet, but Farzid has asked. He hasn't obviously said he's asked. Is it better to cash in on Kante in the summer and get a proper DM? Um, I don't think there'll be, I'm, I'm not sure cashing in is, is the right phrase because I think if, if Chelsea were going to have done that, I think unfortunately Kante's injuries and his mm. age, um, I'm not sure that offer that was there two years ago, you know, 50 million, whatever from PSG. I don't think that offers there in the summer. Mm. Um, I still agree with you, Olivia. I, I still think a fit and on form Kante and those are sort of two very key words and obviously linked. Yeah. Um, is definitely in Chelsea's team, 100%. Um, how often we see that Kante, I think, is unfortunately up to debate. I think he's he's owed the time and the kind of chances to get himself fit and get himself back in the team. Um, I don't think cashing in on him for for massive money, I don't, if, I don't think it's, it's going to be an option really um i was not that, i was gonna say not, when did sorry charlie when did you when do you think we last saw kind of on form fit kante last there was a short period earlier this season but it only lasted yeah, sort of one I, two games i think when when we were at times we played well last season he like he wasn't one of our best players last season but i know like i i i i completely um appreciate what you're the thread you're kind of pulling out there it's not um the future doesn't look too rosy for him I remember this happened to Michael Essien who was a similarly Mm. amazing player for Chelsea but unfortunately when his when his legs went quickly became you know uh an unusable option we're we're not we're nowhere near that stage with Kante yet but um you know it's it's unfortunately something that's going to have to be monitored and 
but you look, he as I said, he is owed he is owed that time and owed yeah. the chances to get back. And I, I think fully fit, he's still one of the biggest assets in the league and one of the biggest assets to the team. Uh, certainly more than some of the other players we have. So I I don't want to see him leave Chelsea in the summer. And if we if he did, I'm not sure it's going to be our key to getting you know 100 million in for him because uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. We've got a lot more kind of sellable younger players that if we were going to cash in on anyone they'd be I think they'd be ahead of him in the queue yeah I think it's safe to say that a fit and healthy and ready to go um and go Kante gets into any Premier League team most of the teams in the world I'd say is that good um so hopefully you know if this Jorginho Kovacic sort of partnership doesn't work you know he's ready there and he'll take his opportunity like he always has done well listen charlie chris it's been an absolute pleasure as always that's all we have time for and um, thank you so much for listening if you could drop us a review it'd be very much appreciated subscribe if you haven't already and you enjoyed what you heard we've loved it we'll be back again next week to hopefully review another three points against newcastle and look ahead to a tough trip to southampton we'll see you out next time on wherever you may be 